Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Samachem and Aleph. We are four lines into the page. Masiv Ravavia, just to remind us what we're talking about. The Gemara is discussing at what point children are able to make kinyanim. So, on a biblical level, Pashas, this is Darabonan. But the Gemara had said that according to Rav Asi, the Cheshbon is like this. When a person, when a kid is when a kid is old enough, that if you give him a nut and he keeps it, and he gives a rock and he throws it away, so he knows the difference between a valuable nut and an invaluable rock, if he keeps one and throws the other one away, he could be kinded for himself. And if you give him an item and then an hour later he gives it back to you, then he could be kind of things for others. So kind of for himself, and then there's be kind of for others, because that's a, it's a higher level of das. Then you had Rav Chizda, uh, Rav Chanina, I believe, what was it? Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says, no, both of those, you can only be kind of for yourself. There's no, a child under the age of Bar Mitzvah cannot be kind of for others. No such thing. Even on a rabbinic level, no such thing. The problem was, we brought a Braisa that talked about Shetufe Mevois, and it talked about how you have a, a, a slave, a, a Jewish slave maidservant, Alma Hivriya, she's makna'it, she's mezaka'it for, for, for the people in the, in the community drive. And Alma Hivriya is only a girl under bar mitzvah. So you see that under bar mitzvah, you could. So he said, okay, shtuv mevais is derabon. Okay, so four lines into the page. Masa Rav Avia, Rav Avia Kasha. The kasha is as follows. It's a, it's a similar kasha, similar tarot. Masa Ravavia, Marim and Al-Maisasheni. The halach is like this. If you have Maisasheni, you have to eat in Yerushalayim. The problem is a lot of fruit is not going to make it to Yerushalayim. So there's a concept called Epidian, which is that you redeem the holiness onto cash. Now the halacha is that if you redeem it for yourself, if it's your own fruit and you redeem it, you have to pay a fifth, a surcharge of a fifth. If someone else redeems it and they keep it, there's no surcharge. But if you're doing it for yourself, you get a surcharge. So the, the Mishnah says like this, I have a solution as to how you could redeem Maiseshani without paying a fifth. Now, meaning, I could do it this way. Do me a favor. Can you redeem it and then I'll pay you back? So that'll be, because you don't have to, right? I, only the owner has to pay a fifth. If someone else redeems it, they don't have to pay a fifth. The problem is that if you redeem it, who says you're going to give it to me? I mean, maybe you could do me a favor, but maybe not. So this is the solution. If you want someone else to redeem the money in a way that it'll avoid the surcharges, how you do. You give your children money, and you say, here's the money, or or you give your Jewish slave people. You say, here's the money, it's yours, redeem it for yourself, and then give it to me as a gift. It's a pretty easy, simple solution. Now here's the deal. Okay. That's how you could do it. So basically, you're ensuring that you'll get your money back because it's your kids. So you give your kids the $10. You say, here's a gift. Do me a favor. Be paid to the money for yourself. Then give me the fruit back. So that's a way that you could do it without a surcharge because it's technically be redeemed by someone else, but you'll get it back because it's your kids. What do you see, though? You see that one of the people that are going to do the kinyanin, kind it for themselves and then give it to you, and kind it for you, is the Amevriya. Now, Amavriya is under bat mitzvah. So the Gemara says, How old is this girl who's an Amavriya? If she's 12 years old and has two Cyrus, how could she be an Amavriya? She's already free. You see that she's under 
bat mitzvah, and she has the legal capacity to acquire things for herself and to be machnet for others. Now, it's it's by the way, it's a little bit unclear as how, what is she, is she being machnet to others. I, the cheshbon is that when she's doing it, she's doing it for you. That's that's the cheshbon. So she is acquiring the fruit for you. Okay, the point is you see an example of her not just acquiring it, but acquiring it and transferring ownership to someone else under the age of bat mitzvah. And we said, that's a kashan of Chizda. Now, Chizda did say that he's cool with it if it's derabonon, but this is derais, this is meiser. These are, de, these are concepts that are biblical. So the Gemara answers, The answer is we're talking about meiser nowadays, and meiser nowadays is only derabonon. Okay, easy. Here's the problem. We don't have Jewish maidservants nowadays. It doesn't exist anymore. Wait a minute. You're telling me that we're talking about a case where it's Maiser Bizman Hazah, and that's the solution. You're talking about Maiser Bizman Hazah. Maiser Bizman Hazah. There is no Amevriya Bizman Hazah. Ain Evid Ivri Noyig El Bizman Shayoyvil Noyig. The only time there's an Amevriya is when there's Yoyvil. Now that there's no Bizamik, there's, there's no such thing as an Amevriya. She's intertwined to going free. You can't, she can't go free. She can't be a slave. So how could you say that it's nowadays Maiser, which is Darabanan, if there is no Amevriya nowadays? So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. It's really talking about the times of the Beis HaMikdash, but it's Maise Darabonon. How so? Because it was planted in a potted plant, which the requirement to separate Maise in a potted plant is only Darabonon. Okay, fine. Good. The Gemara just sums up the age of children regarding Kenyanim in the following way. Amarava, Gimel Midas Bekat, in the three categories. Category one, Tzirar V'zarkai Egez V'naitlai. If you if he if the child is old enough, the boy is old enough that you give him a nut and he keeps it and you give him a rock and he throws it away, so he's old enough to understand that, then he could acquire for himself, but he can't acquire for others. That we've had. And that age of a girl, the age where a girl understands the difference between a nut and a rock, is Miskadeshis Lemiun. She could have a rabbinic marriage. We know that when the father the father can marry off a child, a katana deraisa, but when the father dies, the brothers and the mother can marry her off rabbinically, only when she's old enough to know the difference between a rock and a, and a nut. If she doesn't even understand that, then there can't even be a rabbinic marriage. That's the first category. Second category, that's probably age of what, four or five probably, I don't know, three or four, whatever it is, depending on the child's ability. The second category is pu'utais, which are six to seven, seven to eight, eight to nine, right? We had that where it's children that Chazal made it, that they're able to make kinyonim, both to acquire and to sell because we wanted them to have a livelihood. So pu'utais, when the children range from the ages between six and eight, depending on how you hold, mechon mekach memkar memkar, they could buy and sell, bimetalflin immovable objects because Chazal wanted it to be that if the father died, they have to be able to buy and sell a little bit in order to have a livelihood. So six to eight, they could buy and sell. And a girl, six to eight, she could be divorced if her father married her off and then her father died. Because if her father marries her off, then you divorce her by giving the get to the father. What if the father dies? So she needs a get. So who do you give it to? You have to give it to her, but she's under bar mitzvah. The answer is if she's six to eight, she could receive a get. That's the assumption. She's old enough to receive a get. If her father married her off and then the father dies, there's no father to give the get to, you can give it to her. And the third category is which is the time where people can make nadarim. Children make nadarim, their nadarim are valid a year before Baram Bat Mitzvah. So 11 and 12. At that age, 
their nidarm are valid and their hegdish is valid. And that's when the girl does chalitza. From that age on, she does chalitza. She does chalitza. From, 11, uh, from 11 years old on, she could do chalitza. Now, so we said, now what if the kid's bar mitzvah? If the kid's bar mitzvah, then he's for everything. The answer, says the Gemara, even if you're bar mitzvah, to sell, if you're an orphan, selling your father's actual land, you have to be 20. Because the assumption is that even at the age of 13, you don't understand business well enough that you could be taken advantage of. Chazal did not allow you to sell real estate until you're 20 years old. If you're an orphan, and it's not like it's your own land, it's your father's land, you're not allowed to sell it until you reach the age of 20. Okay? Correct. That's why they would appoint an apotropist until the age of 20. Okay, perfect. Let's run through it. Today's daf quick. Mishnah says like this. Let's say a girl, we know that a woman could appoint a person to be mekabal the get, a shliach to mekabal the get. The halacha is that if the girl's under bat mitzvah, she cannot appoint someone to mekabal the get. So her statement is meaningless. So if a girl who's under bat mitzvah, bat mitzvah tells someone to be a shliach to receive the get, it's not a get until she receives it. Meaning... The guy can't be a shliach l'kabbalah. He really can't even be a shliach l'hailacha based on her statement is nothing. But we said to the Gemara a couple days ago that when the husband gives it to the shliach, he has in mind that it should be a shliach l'hailacha. Because that's the most the husband can do. But it's, her statement is irrelevant. L'achvigach, therefore, because he is not a shliach to Kabbalah, he's just a shliach to deliver it, the husband can still retract it because they're not divorced until it reaches her hands. How is a Baal able to be Yatsar? She might not find out. Then she thinks that she... No, he gets it back. No, no, he calls he it... He physically has to get it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or he has to do it in front of a... Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Originally, Rav Gamliel said that he, he could do it in front of a Bezdin, but then we instituted that oh, he has to actually get it back. Okay. Correct. Because a, a girl under Bat Mitzvah cannot appoint a Shliach. However, Imam Aleyaviyah, let's say the girl's under Bat Mitzvah. But the father says... But the father appoints the shliach for her. The father says to a shliach, I want you to receive the get for my daughter. The halacha is in That works. And the second the shliach gets the get, she's divorced. Because the father has the right to appoint a makabal get. Because the father, under bat mitzvah, the father can receive the get. So the father can appoint a shliach to makabal the get. The father of the girl. Okay? Let's say a husband... This has to do with the concept that we've had, I think, a little bit yesterday, that when a, a man appoints a shliach to re- deliver the get, it has to be as he says, because people are very particular, especially when it comes to divorce. And therefore, if there's any deviation, it's not a good get. Even if you're going to say, like, what's the difference? That's how I want it. I, I don't want it differently. If a husband says to someone, give the get to my wife in Queens. But they gave it in Brooklyn, puzzle. It's not a good get. Why? Because I wanted it to be given in Queens, not in Brooklyn. I wanted it that way. What? I would assume that this statement probably have to be, it would probably have to be at some point told to Adam Bezdin. I, I would assume so because that could be a lot of problems. Um, but if the husband says, give my wife the get and she is in Queens, not give it to her in Queens, give it to her, she happens to be in Queens, then it doesn't matter where you give it because he's not particular. He's just telling, he's just telling you where she is. He's not particular that it be in that location. Now, the Gemara assumes that the husband, well, the question is, what about the wife? What if the wife says to a shliach, the get from my husband, 
in Queens, Dafka, and he's Makabla in Brooklyn. Do we say that the wife is also particular, just like the husband? Or no, the wife just the wife doesn't care. She's she doesn't have Das anyway. She doesn't she's just she's receiving anyway. If a wife appoints a Shliach to Makabal to get in Queens, the and is Makabal in Brooklyn. Puzzle. The gets also puzzle again, the same thing. You appoint a Shliach, you want it done a certain way. If they deviate from the plan, no good. Again, it's where the Shliach is Makabalit. Even though you don't need her das, but the shliach is an extension of her, and the shliach can only do it the way she commanded. That's the first opinion. Rav disagrees. Rav Lezer disagrees. Now the Gemara is going to elaborate the difference between Rav between the husband and wife, is that the husband, he, you can only have das, he has to have, he is, he's the one who's doing the divorcing, so it has to be exactly how he says. He's more particular. The wife doesn't need das anyway, so we assume she doesn't really care. She just wants to be divorced, and therefore, if she's appointing a shliach, however the shliach gets it, she's just giving a mara makam. Well, I mean, she could prevent she, it by, by being by given she, to the shliach. Uh, it, 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 she, it exactly. Once, he could throw it into her domain, not stop it, but she could, uh, she's the one appointing the shliach, so the question is, is she particular? Rav Eliezer says no, and the rabbanon say yes. However, if the wife says, bring me a get, if the wife says, bring me the get from my husband and my husband happens to be in Queens, then then it doesn't matter because, again, then she's, even she's not particular. She's just giving a maramakim for where it is. Now, Rav Eliezer is more, Rav Eliezer feels that by the wife, it doesn't matter the location, by the husband it does. What's the difference? Rav Eliezer says, the Why is, by the husband, if the husband says, give my wife to get in Queens, and you give it in Brooklyn, everyone agrees it's a problem. But by the wife says, get in Queens, in Brooklyn, Rav Eliezer says it's fine. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, Because the husband has to have das to divorce her, we assume that he's particular about how it is. And if there's every, any deviation, then it's a problem. Ihi, but the wife, the Balkarcham is she could be divorced against her will, then we assume that she's not being particular because she knows she doesn't have das anyway for this entire thing. It's against her will anyway. So she's just telling him, even if she says, be macabre again in Queens, she doesn't actually mean Queens. She's just telling her where the husband is, even though she didn't verbalize that. We assume she doesn't really care. So by the husband, he cares, and we assume he cares. The wife, we assume she doesn't care as much. Now, Remember that if the wife appoints the shliach to Mechabalik in Queens, he's Mechabalik in Brooklyn, the Tanakhama says Apostle, Revelyezer says Kosher. Remember that for the next mission. The next mission. Again, the, the, the halacha is, let me just turn the ignition, there's a little stuff in there. The, the, the halacha is that a wife can, if she's married to a Kayan, um, Wait for a couple of days, the whole thing falls apart. Uh, so the halacha is that if a wife is married to a kayan, she could eat truma as long as she's married. Now, once she's divorced, she can't eat truma anymore. So it says the Mishnah, if a wife, the wife of the kayan says to someone, bring me a get, meaning, I want it to be a get when I get it, then, then she could continue eating truma even after the shliach has the get because it's not a get until she receives it. But his skabaligiti, but if she tells the shliach, I want you to receive the get from me, then the second he receives it, she can't eat truma anymore. So then, she can't eat truma the second the shliach leaves the house because maybe he ran into the husband. You don't, you don't know when, it's not like they have texting, you know? So the second you leave, the second, I guess, out of the city where she can't see the shliach anymore, that's it. You can't, uh, you can't eat truma because maybe she's divorced. The second he gets it. She's divorced or she, they are divorced? Huh? 
divorced. No, uh, he, he, she appointed a shliach to Mekabal to get. The second the shliach gets it, she's divorced. Now she doesn't know when that's happening, so she has to stop eating truma. Alta Suffolk, the Raisa, maybe she's divorced. She doesn't know. Now, let's say she tells the shliach, I want you to Mekabal to get in Queens. And he's Mekabal in Brooklyn. The halacha is, She could continue eating truma until it gets to Queens. Again, she said Mekabalit in Queens, he's Mekabalit in Brooklyn. She's allowed, to Mekabalit, she's allowed to eat truma until it gets to Queens. Now, the strange thing about that is, that means it's a good get. Until it gets to Queens, she could eat truma. Once it gets to Queens, she's divorced. But why? We said in the previous mission, according to Tanakama, if the wife says, be Mekabalit again in Queens, and he's Mekabalit in Brooklyn, it's not a good get. He wasn't a good shliach. So over here, it, he is a good shliach. It's just only a get when it's delivered to queens. Why? Even when it's delivered to queens, until it gets to her hands. Meaning, the shliach, she told the shliach, Mechab the get in queens. The shliach goes to Brooklyn, gets the get. The second he enters the domain of queens, she's divorced, and she has to stop eating truma. But why? In the previous mission, we said that if you appoint the shliach to Mechab in queens, he's Mechab in Brooklyn, it's not a good get until it gets to her hands. Meaning the shliach is not a good shlichus. So why over here is it? Like, it is a good shlichus, and the previous one wasn't. Revelezer, who's consistent, Revelezer, Oyser Miyad. Revelezer, who's consistent in the previous mission, Revelezer doesn't care. Revelezer says, wife doesn't care. Queens, Brooklyn, it's all the same. So he says, the second, the guy is Makabal again. I don't care where it is. Queens, Brooklyn, it doesn't matter. Oyser Miyad. So Revelezer is consistent. It's a little bit redundant, to be fair, that you have to understand why exactly Revelezer has to say Ashita, because he's basically just reiterating what he said in the previous Mishnah, understood. But the Tanakama is a contradiction. In the previous Mishnah, the Tanakama said that if I appoint a Shliach to Mechabal in Queens, the wife appoints a Shliach to Mechabal in Queens, he's Mechabal in Brooklyn, it's not a good Shlichus. Over here, it is a good Shlichus when it gets to Queens. Why? It shouldn't be a good Shlichus at all. So the Gemara says, Kasha, the Gemara says, Gita Miyahave, in our Mishnah, when he, she told it to receive it in Queens, he's Mechabal in Brooklyn, it is a good Shlichus, and it's a get when it gets to Queens. Why? We just got finished in the previous Mishnah saying it's not a good get. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, Light Shricha. No, no, the case is not what you thought. The case is not where she said, Be Mechabal in Queens, and then he's Mechabal in Brooklyn. Because if such a case, it's not a good Shlichus. The case is as follows. She said to the Shliach, Accept the get in Queens. Sometimes, though, my husband might be in Brooklyn. So that's her way of saying, I want you to be in Queens, but if you meet him in Brooklyn, take the get and then bring it to Queens. Because she, she established both cities are uh, a potential place where you'll meet my husband. So she said, in Queens, but you might meet my husband in Brooklyn. Meaning, so if you get it in Brooklyn, that's fine, but then bring it to Queens. So she's appointing like your shleich the in Queens or deliver from Brooklyn to Queens and then receive it in Queens. So because she verbalized it, that's why it's a good get. But if she had just said Mechabal in Queens, then you get it in Brooklyn. It's not a good shlichus at all. The reason why our Misha says it's good is because it's this specific case where she verbalized you might end up getting it in Brooklyn. Does the shleich once he's Mechabal to get let's say in Brooklyn, does he physically really have to yes. bring it to Queens? Yes. But she's divorced already. No, no. In this verbiage, she is saying I'm only divorced when it reaches Queens. But I'm allowing you to receive it in Brooklyn. That's the point. I'm allowing you to receive it in Brooklyn because you might meet my husband in Brooklyn. But I'm only divorced when it gets to Queens. That's what she's basically speaking that out. A typical shlichus of the woman. When yeah, typically the second the second it gets it doesn't it doesn't matter exactly. But over here because she's verbalizing the locations, she's being more specific. Okay, Haki Karman, this is what she means to say. Mishko, regarding taking the Queens, Even if you get it in Brooklyn, take it. Go to the next page. But it's only again until you get to Queens. Meaning, she's saying, I'm allowing you to 
pick it up from Brooklyn or anywhere. I'm just telling you it's not a get until Queen Sofia because she's allowing other communities, therefore it's not like the first Mishnah. Now, Revelyezer is interesting. Revelyezer is, it's a bit redundant. Revelyezer in the previous Mishnah said that when a woman says queen, she doesn't care. So she said queens, Brooklyn, it's all the same, doesn't matter. Our Mishnah, what does Revelyezer say? A woman says, Makabal get in Queens. He's Makabal in Brooklyn. Revelyezer says, Usser. Yeah, because you don't care. Revelyezer is consistent. A wife doesn't care. She might say queen. She doesn't care. She just wants to get divorced. It's Maramakim. When she said queen, she was just telling you where she might find the guy. She doesn't care. So Revelyezer's sheet of Aysamiyah, that you're Usser the second, that the, the, the Shliach is Makabal to get, it's Poshit. Because Revelyezer doesn't care. Once you don't care, then it doesn't matter where you receive it. As long as you receive it, you're divorced. The second you're divorced, you've got to stop eating truma. So the, the question is not a contradiction. It's a bit redundant. The Gemara says, Pshita, Hamara Makimilo. Revelyezer is consistent. Revelyezer doesn't care. He feels that women don't care. When they, when they, when they mention locations for a shliach to makabal get, they don't care. So if they don't care, then the second the, the shliach is makabal to get, she's divorced. So it's Pashat. So the Gemara says, here's the Chiddush. The case is as follows. She tells the shliach, when you leave the city, go to the east. When you leave the city, go to the east, because that's where my husband is. She's watching the shliach, and he goes to the west. The halacha is, she's still aser. Why? Because maybe she, maybe he met the husband in the west. Revelyezer is not just saying that she doesn't care about the location. Revelyezer is saying is that even if she said, when you leave the city, go to the east, and she sees in the distance that he went to the west, she's still aser. Because maybe, even though she said he's in the East, maybe he happened to meet him in the West. So it's an added Chiddush. Not just that if she got the get, it's Aser. It's that even if he, she didn't get, didn't you don't know if he got the get yet because there's no texting, and he went to the wrong direction, it's still Aser because maybe she ha- maybe happened to meet the husband in the West Side. That's the Chiddush. The Gemara says, she said go to the East because of the Mayrev. But the Shliach went to the West. Mao, the same Halasa. You might think that she continued eating Truma because she said he's not in the East. So practically, he's not there. He's not in the West. He's practically in the East. Perhaps while he's traveling to the West, she, he happened to run into the guy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he, the husband uh, changed plans, whatever it is. So because there's a tiny, tiny chance, she has to stop eating Truma. That's the point. Now, what you see, though, from our Mishnah is that, in general, Rav Eliezer feels um, that when it comes to shlichas, like, the wife doesn't care as much. But like, whatever. She said Queens, Brooklyn, it's all the same. Doesn't matter. The Rabbonin are very particular. Now, by a man, everyone agrees they're particular. But by a wife... So the Gemara says the, 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 the following concept. We know there's a concept called Erev Tchumen. Erev Tchumen means that if you want... Uh, to have your Shabbos location, let's say, you, you know, usually Shabbos is where you are, but let's say you're out of the city. You want your location to be by a tree, so you put food down by the tree, and you say, this is my Erev. Now, the truth is, you can do that. You could ask me as a Shliach to do it. Here's the question. What if I deviated from your plans? Do we say, eh, who cares, it's all the same. Or you say, no, not a good Erev. So here's the case. I told you, do me a favor, be a Shliach, Erev li Make an Erev for me with dates under the tree. Use dates. But you used figs. Or vice versa. The question is, do people care? Like, when I told you dates, did I mean dates particular? Eh, figs. So, Tani Chada Erev Erev. One Bryce says it is a good Erev. But another Bryce says it's not a good Erev. So how do you reconcile these two Bryce's? So the Gemara says the same. Very simple. According to Rav Lazar, when it comes to Shlichus, people are not as particular as you think. She said queens. So Brooklyn, no. So he said dates, figs. 
The Rabbana say, no, Queens is Queens, Brooklyn is Brooklyn, not the same location. Dates are dates, figs are figs, and they're not the same. So according to the Rabbanan, who's much more particular by shlichas, and if you deviate, you're not a shliach anymore, so they would say the same thing by food. The Rav Lazar, who doesn't care, would also not care uh, by, uh, by Erevin. Okay, easy. Amr Rabba, Lekasha, Harabana, Harav Lazar. Harabana da Amri Kpeida, Harav Lazar, Okay, very simple answer. Rav Yosef has a different take. He says, no, the truth is, both can be the Rabbanon that are particular. So why by one case is the air of good and one by one case is the air of not good? The answer is, the answer is, whose food is it? I'll give you that. Let's go with a simple case. I ask Gavin, do me a favor. Um, make an air for me under that tree with figs and you use dates. One Bryce says it's good, one Bryce says it's not good. You know what the case is? If it's my food, I own the dates and I own the figs, it's fine, I don't care. What's the case where it's not good? It's where I had to borrow. <laughs> I said to, Mike, I said, do me a favor, give, give, uh, l- l- let me use dates. You went into his fridge and you took figs. I told you dates, and it's not even mine. I'm allowing you to borrow, so he might be particular. So the Bryce that says that it's no good is talking about where it's not my food. That's the case. Okay. When it's my food, the person who's who's going to be using the using the eruv, it's my food. I own the dates, I own the figs. I don't really care. But over here, where it's a problem, is where I'm using someone else's food. If I'm using someone else's food, then we assume that you would only let me go into your fridge to take the food that you let me. Uh, you said I could use figs. He's using dates, so who said you'd be okay with that? And therefore. It's going to be a problem. So the answer, the Bryce's, is not Ravalaz and Rabbanon in general of whether Shluchim are more particular. It's regarding who owns the food. Okay, here's the problem. Amrle Abaya, Abaya says, El Hatatani, here's the problem. I have the same contradiction in Bryce's, but not by food, but by location. I'll tell you. The Bryce says, One Bryce says, I, One Bryce says, I tell the Shliach, do me a favor, set up my Erev in a tower. And instead of going to the tower, he went next door to the, where the doves are, the dove, uh, the dove location. So the wrong spot. Or vice versa. One Bryce says it's good, one Bryce says it's not good. Now, how do you answer that? Now, if you say the answer is that the Bryce's are being authored one Bryce, so that's more particular, is the Rabban and the Bryce that doesn't care is Ravalazar. So the same thing. Now, meaning, if you answer like Rabba, that the two Bryces are just authored by different Tanoim, the tana, one Tana is particular about Shlichas, one not, so it's the same thing. It's true by dates and figs, it's true by location, it works perfectly. The Bryce that cares is, is Rabbonon, the Bryce that doesn't care is Ravalazar, it works. According to Rav Yosef, that it's a matter of the different types of food and who owns the food, then what's the, what's the Machlokas by tower and dove location? Again, according to Rav Yosef, it's not a matter. The, both prices are authored by the Rabbanon that, that are particular by Shlichus. The Brisa that cares is where it's someone else's food. The Brisa doesn't care, it's where it's my food. So the answer is not um, the author, it's a matter of who owns the food. So how do you reconcile this? One Brisa says that I put it into a tower. I told you to put it in the tower, you put it in the next door neighbor's house. One Brisa says good, one Brisa says no good. What's the food? Who? The one that the tower is—it's owned by me. What are, you, what are you talking about? It doesn't doesn't. How do you answer? If you go with more problematic when you don't listen to him, 
as far as the Makam, because the, the Iker is the Makam. But that's only true according to Rabbah. Rabbah's answering the contradiction by saying, one Bryce is authored by the Rabbanon that cares about particulars, one Bryce is authored by Revelos that doesn't. So then it works out. It works out by food, it works out by location. But if you're telling me the answer is, they're both being authored by the same Tana, and it's just a matter of who owns the food, then what's over here? Why is there two different distinctions? What I'm trying to say that the different types of being particular. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but then how do you answer? According, how does You're right, that, that is a true point, but then how does Rav Yosef plug in his answer in this b'risa? His answer is, food that I own is fine. Food that I don't own, not fine. So then how do you plug that in by location? So the answer is, oh, Hasam Nami, the The answer is by locations also. It's not the location, it's that there was food in the tower, there's tower food and there's dove food. Meaning that, I guess, that, that when, when he said tower, he meant because in the tower there's food that he owns. And when he went into a different location, that was food that he different, didn't own. So even in the, look, it's not the location, it's that those locations had food within it. And it's the ichor is the food. But over here, we're comparing, this is about ownership of the food. Correct. It's because it's stolen, it's not really No, it's not just that, I guess. And then if that's when you say go give the getting queens, it's not the same. Correct. The same that's the. That, that, I think that's the point. Rav Yosef is trying to say that they're not comparable at all. I think that's Rav Yosef's point, is that they, they both can be authored by the Rabbanon, but it's two different sugyas. But this is a shaila of, are people particular by shlichas over here? It's, it's not my food. I, I, of course I'm particular. Meaning, even if I'm not I'm particular in general, I'm definitely particular when I didn't have rights to go into your fridge. I mean, that, I think that's the point. He's trying to completely separate the sugyas legamri. I think that's the point. Um, okay, this next mission next, uh, uh, is very easy, and that is when, when, when someone appoints someone to be a shliach to like, write a get, you have to be very specific, specific. Like if I say, you know, write a divorce for my wife, okay, then it's pretty clear. But if I say, take care of my wife, well, I don't know what that means. I could be getting her a blanket. Uh, you have to be very clear. So the mission says like this, If a person says, write a get and give it to my wife, that's pretty clear. Or gershua, divorce her. Or kisvu igeres tunula, or write a letter and give it to her. That that's pretty clear. Then all those people can write it and deliver, and that's that's fine. But if you said patrua, release her, pernesua, provide for her, asilo kanimas, do what is customary in the town, asilo karoy, or or take or or or, or uh, is like be do right by her. The halacha is, you can't write a get based on that. Like even patrua, which in Aramaic means divorce, it could also be interpreted as release her from her debts. Right? It just means release her. Yeah, it's, it's colloquially used in divorce, but it could be, could be release her from her debts. And the point is, because there, it's, it's ambiguous, you, you can't use this as a term for shlichas. So the Gemara speaks to that. Shalchua, if you say send her away, or shifkua, abandon her, tarbua, uh, put her into Golis, you could write a divorce on that, because those are lushanis of divorce. Patrua, release her, pernesua, provide for her, kanimis, do it for the customary, take, uh, be good by her, it's not effective, it's mamash our mission. Tanya, Rav Nassan Aymer, Patrua, right, we said Patrua, no good. Rav Nassan says, Patrua, Devar of Kayama, that is good. Pitrua, Loyamar He's saying that patrua is a terminology used for divorce. Petrua, patrua is divorce. Petrua is not divorce. That's what Rav Nossin says. So our, our Mishnah just says patrua is no good. Rav Nossin says no, patrua is good. Petrua is no good. 
So the Kemara says, Amarava, Rebnosan de Bablohi, Vidayak ben Petrula Patrua, Tani Didan de Barat Yisraeli Dayak. Patrua is an Aramaic word. In Aramaic, there is a difference between Patrua and Pitrua. The Mishnah, and that's why Rebnosan, who is from Bavel, knew the nuance. Our Mishnah was written in Eretz Yisrael. Mishnah is authored in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, they, they didn't really speak Aramaic. So Patrua and Pitrua to them just meant release. In Aramaic, there's a major difference. But Eretz Yisrael, they didn't really speak Aramaic. And even if they were familiar, they weren't like so medactic in Aramaic. So like, Patrua is no good. Because from them, everyone agrees Pitrua is no good. The question is, in Aramaic, is Patrua divorce? So Rav Nassim is Aramaic, so he's very particular. And he said, yes, Patrua is, Pitrua not. And our mission is not Aramaic, they weren't, they weren't Aramaic, so they weren't, it wasn't their, foreign, their, 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 their language, so they, didn't, uh, they weren't as particular. Okay. Um, okay, fine. Now, Iboilu Jisakasha, some Lushinists that we're not sure, do they imply divorce or not? Hoitziu Mahu, take her out. Does that mean divorce her or take her for a walk? Uh, izvua, abandon her, mahu. Hitirua, permit her, mahu. Hanichua, leave her, mahu. Ha'ilula, mahu, which is help her. Asula, kados, do like the halacha, mahu. Are all these Lashinas good or not good? So, Pashim Yechada, I could at least answer one. Detanya, Asula, kados, Asula, kanimus, Asula, karoi, leomakun. Asula, kados is no good. Asula, kados just means. Uh, do for her what the Torah says. It could be a lot of things it does, and therefore it's no good. Uh, we'll do the one mission and then we'll stop. Uh, and that is that if a person says to a shliach, write a divorce for my wife, but he doesn't say deliver it, you can't deliver it. Right? If I say write it, I never said deliver it, I said write it. Except there were certain circumstances where we assume that you want to divorce her, and maybe the reason why you didn't actually say it is because they were under duress. So it said like this, Berishayin originally, we've had this before, if someone is going to be executed by the government, and he's literally being walked into the, to the execution, and he just says, write a get for my wife, you can divorce her, you can deliver it. And we assume that he wants to, why else would he say this? He's not just like, if the average husband just says to someone, write a divorce, maybe he just wants it on standby. He doesn't necessarily want it to be delivered. The guy's going to execution, we assume that that's what he wants. And the reason why he didn't say it is just he's under duress. So originally it was only by execution. Then, they added, even someone going on a, uh, on a long trip, someone's going on a boat trip for a couple months, he used to be very dangerous, and he didn't want his wife to be in Aguna. If on his way, you know, he's on the dock, and he yells out, write a divorce for my wife, you could write it and deliver it. And then they added, even someone who's dangerously ill, who's on his deathbed, and he also says it, you could also assume. But everyone else, if they just say write it, you, you can't assume that they mean to deliver. I will stop here. My pleasure, my pleasure.